This show was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, Hawke's Bay's community access radio station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for enabling us to put Hawke's Bay voices on air. The Women's Refuge Program is proudly brought to you with funding from the Hastings District Council. You're listening to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawke's Bay. This is the Women's Refuge Program. It's my pleasure as always to have in the studio Julie Hart from Women's Refuge right here in Hastings. How are you going, Julie? I'm doing fabulously, thank you. And before we get into today's topic, which is uh, all about relationships, just remind our listeners, uh, Julie, if we need to get hold of the refuge, how do we do that? Um, so in Hawke's Bay, we have family VIP services, but we also have Te Whare Whānau Portal to Māori Women's services, all you've got to do is phone 0800 Refuge. Indeed. And uh, like I said, before we get on to today's topic, uh, COVID, is, of course, it's the only thing that anyone has ever talked about, and I've noticed so much angst out there in the community. Is COVID still having a big effect on uh, what's happening at the refuge, I mean, with the uh, people turning up saying? Um, it has settled down a wee bit now that we are in a, a more likeable level, mm-hmm. but of course at any time we could head back up levels or, yeah. or go lower. Uh, so for us, we've we're kind of ready at the drop of a hat to go back to working in lockdown and, and things like that. So, But, yeah, keeping us busy. Okay, now today's topic is going to be young men and women and relationships and it's sort of like, oh, we've all been there, done it, haven't we? Yeah, and, and the thing with young relationships, so we're talking, well, um, in my day we were talking 16, 17, yes. 18, but, of course, you can be talking a lot younger than that. Now, and the thing is that if they are old enough to be in a relationship, then they're old enough for that relationship to be abusive Mm -hmm. and controlling. So I thought we might have a bit of a chat around that. Um, And when it comes to young people, I'm not just talking about young women, I'm talking about young men as well Mm -hmm. um, on both sides of the equation. So how people have healthy relationships or the warning signs that tell you that something's not quite right here. Do you generally find that problems are more pronounced when um, people are living together, for instance, whether they're married or not? Um, Or is abuse a part of a relationship with just boyfriend-girlfriend, you know, just seeing each other? So somebody's got a controlling personality. It doesn't matter if you're living together or not. Of course, they can have more control over you when you're living together. Mm. But the beautiful thing about a young relationship for younger people prior to living together is if you get to understand the warning signs and and understand the behaviours, it's a lot easier to get out of that relationship when you haven't, Mm. um, you know, merged your finances and and have perhaps a pregnancy on the way or, or whatever it might be. So... Yes, living with somebody, of course, they can control you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah. When you're living apart, you do have a little bit more of an ability to break free from it um, if you if you learn to recognise it early. When I was growing up uh, and getting into relationships uh, back in the day, which quite some time ago, I might add, but there was a, a saying that used to go around, treat them mean, keep them keen. keen yeah. You've heard that one? Yep, absolutely. And you still, you still hear it today, really? um, but people know a lot better today than what they used to know. Yeah. And would that come under the umbrella of what you're talking about, treating me and keeping keen? Yeah, well, especially like um, I wasn't at school in the 50s, but my mum was, mm. and there were very defined female and male 
roles. And part of their learning in home economics in the 50s was how to treat your husband. So when he got home from work, don't bother him with your problems. Your problems (laughs) are trivial. He's had a hard day. Um, So everything was messaged around the the female to be the submissive Mm. and the male to be the controller. And unfortunately, you know, we're 50, 60, 70 years on and it still exists in our community. So um, on this road, we travel very slowly, it appears. Yes, it does. Um, although um, I was just reflecting this morning with someone else, uh, we were having a chat about the good old days, and uh, I was reminiscing about the fact, and you're probably much younger than me to remember this, but I remember um, on Friday nights working in retail, we stayed up until 9 o'clock, and uh, we pretty much had the weekends free, except for servos and dairies. They were open, mm-hmm. but we had much more family time. And uh, and I always thought that was a great thing. And if you said to me today, what would you like to wind the clock back to? I would say, I'd quite like to go back to those times where you had the weekends with your family. Do you think that um, given the times that we have today, that part of the problems that we've got is everyone's working seemingly all the time, no time for kids, no time for husbands, no time for wives or partners, and it just... So if, you, if you're if you living in a nice, equitable relationship, that is very true. Mm. And life has stolen a lot of time yes. from us over the decades, that's for sure. But actually, if you're in a violent relationship, the last thing you want to do is spend time yeah. stuck in the Go house. Um, some people, the only... Um, rest they get from the abuse and the control is to actually mm. go to work. So I suspect you probably lived quite a good life yes. and you had yeah, enjoyable time with your family, as I did with mine. Mm. Um, but for those who have got a controlling partner, actually dread, they dread a long weekend where potentially more drinking is happening, um, more might be if it's raining the whole weekend and stuck indoors, um, can actually put the risk level up of something happening. I'm not sure if it's true, but uh, it is it is it a fact that you tend to go for people that you used to go with? So you know, if we were with one of those people that treat, treated us a bit mean, that the next person we get will be a similar type of personality. Um, I've seen that to be true in the women that I've worked with, um, and often when women come to us and they have been victims of a controlling partner for a very long time, so it's taken them a long time to be able to break away from that control. Often in the conversation, we find out that their father was that kind of person. Mm or um, the, the, the role at um, within the home, the mother was submissive and the father mm. was, was controlling. That doesn't doom people to no. be forever living like that. My daughter's a prime example. Um, she did not grow up with that in her home. She got into a relationship with a violent young man, took her a while to see it. She got out of that relationship. She walked straight into another relationship with a controlling young man, but she recognised it faster mm. and got out quicker walked out of that, walked into another relationship with another controlling person, um, brought it up straight away and said, look, if this continues, I cannot be in a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. And to um, his credit, and to this day, he's still my son-in-law, um, he said, you know, you're right, I want to be a better partner, a better man, mm-hmm. a better father. And he went off and got himself some help, um, some drug and alcohol counselling, some stopping violence courses, and they've now been together for 16 years and great. living a great life. So, um, so, so yes, if it's what you've seen around you, we're on the total opposite. I had a dad who said, you should always be treated like a queen, mm. but you should always treat other people mm. um, like kings and queens as mm. well. 
his favourite line is, nobody is better than you are, mm. but you're no better than anyone else. What a great philosophy. Yeah. So I grew up well. with that. So yeah. when someone treated me when I'm in my teens, got my first boyfriend, when he treated me badly, I thought, yeah. well, you can back off. <laughs> <laughs> because I had had that upbringing that, that, that was constantly messaged to me, that I deserved to be treated well. And so someone who came into my life that wasn't ready to do that, um, jog on. Yeah. And what you say sounds good, um, I must say, but uh, I think when we're talking about young men and young women in relationships, they don't have the maturity that you're speaking of right now. So how do you get that message through to younger people and say, well, hey, look, you know, there is a dark side to a lot of people and this is how you find out. How do you how do you do that? Yeah. And and so and actually, whether you're a teenager or whether you're 32, Mm, you get into a new relationship, Mm. that person shows you the best side of them. So, you know, they're bringing you breakfast in bed. They're um, doing, standing next to you doing the dishes. Mm. They're bringing the washing in because it looks like it's going to rain. We all do that when we get into a relationship. We want to put across our best selves. Then when you've been in a relationship for a while, the washing gets wet in the rain, the dishes are still sitting on the bench. All those kinds of things do start sliding sideways. That's normal for any relationship. What's not normal is when the control aspects mm. start coming in. Um, so if I was in a new relationship and I get a phone call, what at the beginning looks like just care and love. Mm-hmm. So my partner might say, oh, who was that on the phone? A nice little test is to say, oh, don't worry about it. It was my phone call. Yeah. Now, if they're not a controlling person, they'll think, oh, oh, okay. But if they're a controlling person, they will work to demand to know who was on that mm. phone. Because remember, it's they're looking to control you and your behaviours. So they're going to be looking to control who you speak to, who you visit with, and all that kind of thing. So there are little tests that you can do like that. So who's on the phone? Actually, that was my phone call. Mm. Um, None of your business. And person who doesn't plan on being controlling will accept that. They might feel a little bit uncomfortable, but they will accept that. Um, Quite often what happens too, you get in a new relationship. So I might might have a group of three girlfriends around me and we do things together. I get in a new relationship and now my time is spent with the new partner and you can neglect your friends a wee bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, am I neglecting them or is my new partner not allowing me to see mm. them? Um, so if I was to say, oh, I'm going out, well, I did it this weekend, went out to a show with my three girlfriends. Uh, if my partner said, well, I don't, I don't want you to go, and I say, oh, sorry about that, I'm having a good night out, see you, mm-hmm. then that's okay, he wanted to spend time with me. But if I said, I'm going to go out with my girlfriends, and he's like, no, you're not going. And if I went anyway, there would be some kind of punishment, mm. you know, come home to him angry and all those kinds of things. So what look can look like love in the beginning, oh, he just wants to spend time yeah. with me, he just wants to know where I'm at. You know, he texts me 20 times a day because he loves me. Yes, is he texting 20 times a day because he loves you? Or is he texting 20 times a day checking on where you are and who you're with? Indeed. So I don't want to sound all doom and gloom, um, but it's just having people think about that. Is this love or is it control? Before we get into the, uh, into a relationship so deeply, how do you how do you know that someone is predatorial like that, though? Did they have signs beforehand or, or are they so good at hiding it that you don't know until it's too late? Um, one of the things, and of course I'm educated, I've been working yes, in, in refuge for a long time, so I know the education of abuse. Mm. And so when I met my um, 
partner right back in the beginning, I said to him, so tell me, was your father ever abusive to your mother? Mm. Because actually that's going to tell me mm. what the odds are of him being abusive. Mm -hmm. Now, the weird thing that happened is he said, oh, no, Dad, Dad wasn't violent towards Mum. Oh, there was this one time he chased her out in the backyard with an axe. <laughs> now, that was big yeah. red flags, <laughs> yeah, because why good. did you not immediately see that as being um, an abusive yes. behaviour? Now, that's not to say that I wrote him off, but it was like, okay, well, I need to be aware and mm. I need to look for these controlling behaviours. And it turned out he was one of these men that when I said, well, that phone call was for me, so it's not really any mm. of your business, he went, oh, okay. Mm. Um, so, yeah, you can look for both the good and the bad. Um, the only thing that victims of violence are guilty of is hope. Yeah, They always hope that he will change. Um, if if they had a an incident where he's overbearing or controlling and they call him on it and he says, oh, it's because I was abused when I was a child and um, I'm really sorry, mm. I love you, it'll never happen again, um, particularly for women, and you can tell me whether it's normal for men, mm. but then it's like, oh, you poor thing. Mm. I can help you. I can mm. help you with sure. that. Um, and so they live in hope that they can help this person through these behaviours. But, of course, the only one who has control over that is themselves. Yeah. I wonder if we have another programme which is all about suicide, suicide support in the aftermath. And uh, one of the questions that is often asked of the host of that show is, um, didn't you know that was coming? Didn't you see that? The, and, and they often say, or the, the host says, well, you don't know because you know up until the moment they could be as happy as Larry, and unless they're prepared to talk about it, then no one knows. Yeah, no. And, and it's all about talking. But I wonder, um, young woman or any woman listening to what you've just said, where did they either get the courage from um, or the education from to say what you said to your uh, prospective partner? Hey, have you ever seen your dad hit your hit your mum? And a, and a lot of people um, won't. And I'm. I'm having a bit of a giggle because my nieces, I used to drive my nieces insane. So I'd been in refuge probably about 15 years before my nieces got to the age where they were bringing home young men. And I'd say, so what do you know about him? Oh, we met at the library. Yeah, but what do you know about him? Oh, he's got a, he's got mum and dad and a brother. Yeah, but what do you know about him? What do you mean, auntie? And I said, um, have you asked him if he's ever been arrested? Oh, no, auntie. Why not? Oh, um... Um, there's yeah. no reason for you not to say, have you <laughs> yes. ever been in trouble with the police? Um, are you medicated for anything? <laughs> the nieces used yes. to just be horrified yeah, when auntie would. Would, would do this, and I'm very blunt and plain about it. But, yeah, get to know the person, you know, it, because if they're medicated, what are they medicated for? Yeah. Um, is it a anxiety disorder? That's not to say give them the flick, but mm. it will help you understand them and help you be in a more healthier um, relationship with them. So, yeah, I always say to the young girls, don't be afraid to ask. Yeah. It's your right to know. And, in fact, um, you can approach the police and say, I've got this new boyfriend, John Black, yeah. and this is his birth date. Can you please tell me if he's ever been convicted mm. for um, family violence? And the law allows the police to tell you. Wow. Yeah. What a great I'd, idea. I've not yet met anyone who's used that, um, but you actually can. Yeah. I think not many people would do that, though. I mean, you know, it's all very handy to have those tools, but you think, mm, would I really do that on the new love of my life? Yeah, maybe at 47 yeah. when it, you know, <laughs> you're, you're, sadly your marriage has ended and you've found a new one and you're 47 years old and you've, and you've got a lot more gumption than a 17-year-old, than a that's for sure. And also I've often said to my girls, and uh, I, I say it in quite serious uh, 
tone, um, but they just laugh at me. I say, look, bring the guy, let me meet the guy, mm. and I'll have a chat, and you know, just to get a feel for him, because, you know, I'm getting up for nearly 70, and I uh, sort of live life, and you think, well, I can probably tell things about him that you can't, but yeah. it's never happened yet. And we have to teach our, our young ones to go with your gut. Mm. If your gut is saying, oh, that didn't feel right the way he just spoke to me, go with your gut. Your gut is a, is a back from, you know, 200,000 years ago yes. probably. It is built into you as a survival instinct. And if your gut says something's not quite right here, your gut is probably correct. And teaching young people to listen to that. Um, and also the other part of this is if you've got sons and daughters, um, teaching them how to be a good partner, mm-hmm. how to be kind and considerate, how to negotiate with a partner, mm. how to say, well, look, I really like you to stay home this Friday. Is there any chance you can go out with your girlfriends on Saturday? Would that be okay? Mm. You know, it's, it, it's working out how to compromise and things like that. We're not very good at teaching our young people these no, things. No, we are not. Also, I wonder, uh, they often say that a leopard never changed the spots, but I, I just want to rewind the tape a little bit about something that you said a bit earlier, and that was, you know, did you see your dad uh, do anything? And say, oh, yes, I'm chasing one with an axe. Um, but in my own childhood, I had a very reasonable childhood and well, certainly wasn't unhappy, but I do know that we were uh, quite a poor family, mm-hmm. and we often had mostly ill-fitting clothes. Yep. And I said to myself, I'm never going to make my children wear ill-fitting clothes. And as, as a result of my experience, I never let my children wear ill-fitting clothes. Yep. And uh, people often say, well, you know, if you got the bash when you were a kid or you saw someone getting the bash, surely you wouldn't do it to someone that you know and love. Why doesn't it work that way? Um, and there are children of alcoholics who say, I'll never be an yeah. alcoholic. There are children of gamblers who say, I'll never be a gambler um, because... We we all want that. Vic Tamati, who you see on the... We haven't seen him on our screens for a while, mm. but he was on the It's Not Okay campaign. He had love tattooed across yes. his knuckles. Um, one of the worst stories he tells about the treatment from his father is he would sit him on the lawn, mm-hmm. cross-legged, and he would beat him across the back with the blunt end of a machete. Mm. Vic made the choice that he would never, ever treat his children like that, so he only beat them with a the garden hose. Mm. Wow. And it took him mm. a long time to realise... Actually, he was thinking he was better than his father because he only sure. used the hose. Yeah. It took him a lot more years of growing to understand that actually it's the act of beating, not the implement that yeah. you use. So those who grow up in homes where abuse is happening, um, often that's the only tool they know. Mm-hmm. So they haven't learned how to negotiate. They haven't learned. If you grew up with a parent that just would scream at you and yell at you and throw yeah. their shoe at you or, or, or whack you, mm-hmm. When it comes to you being a parent, those are the only tools you've been given unless you go and take the time to find other learning, which, of course, anyone can do. But then you do have the ones who say, that's it. My father used to lay his hands on me. I am never laying my hands on my kids. And they very successfully don't lay their hands on their kids. Is abuse in any form, and we've talked about there are many forms of abuse, is it a learned thing or do you think you have a genetic disposition to it and you really have to control yourself one way or the other um my personal belief is it's learnt Mm. it's a learnt behavior um the reason i say that and it's a controllable behavior i should say Uh, so the reason i say that is how many people do you see beating the heck out of their partner in the middle of the supermarket Mm, yeah no one or on the doorsteps of the police station or or in the the foyer of the Mm. doctor's surgery because no matter what your upbringing is 
you actually know it's wrong. You know mm. it's not right. Because if you believed it to be right, you would be doing it in the middle of the supermarket. Yes, you would. Um, so, but the only one, the only way to stop it is to make the choice not to stop it. Then if you recognise you don't have the tools within yourself to do that, being brave enough and courageous enough to say to someone, I need some help. Yep. What's the name of a woman's group, a men's group, whatever it might be. And getting a new education, just like my son-in-law did. He recognised that it was his behaviours were wrong. He wanted to be a better person, and he reached out and got that help. Just about out of time. If you could give two or three top tips to young men and women listening to this program right now about forming a relationship or getting involved with someone, what what might they be? Um, so, if you are a young man, young woman, um, anywhere on the rainbow and anywhere in between, mm-hmm. gay, lesbian, etc., and you're heading into a relationship. One of the first signs that will show up of someone who's going to be controlling is isolation. They are going to want to isolate you from your family and your friends. That is a huge red flag, and it is the very first red flag you will come across. Listen to your gut and reach out for help. Um, you can phone the Women's Refuge. There's Dove Hawks Bay. There's Tai Whenua. There's a myriad of organisations. Mm. who, And you don't even have to give your name. Just ring up and say... I have this feeling because mm-hmm. this is what has happened for me. Um, can you help me? And there are a lot of people there. If you're the one who finds yourself in a relationship and you find yourself controlling your partner, raising your voice to your partner, raising your hand to your partner, once again, you just need to recognize it, listen to your gut that this isn't the right thing for me to be doing and reach out for help. Good on, Julie. As was my pleasure. You look after yourself and we'll talk to same time, same place next time. Cheers.
This show was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, Hawke's Bay's community access radio station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for enabling us to put Hawke's Bay voices on air.